Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope you are having a great weekend wherever you are. Um, it's a beautiful day today but unfortunately it's not a beautiful day for many people in Odessa and we are talking about the train crash. Um, I'm going to start this episode, this podcast, um, in offering my condolences to the families uh, who have lost their lives, uh, to the people who were injured, in shock, in trauma. Um, it is a harrowing day for the survivors, for the people who were involved in the crash, for the first responders. And I ask all of you to please, um, please, uh, Spare as much as time as possible to send all your energy, positive energies, to those people involved in the crash. Because it is horrific, absolutely horrific. And, I, and I'm sure that the whole country is 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 uh, hurt about this. We are feeling, we are hurting because we are one family. Whether we are in India, where, where, whether we are other parts of the world, the entire Indian family is hurting and a lot of people all over the world talking about this, reporting on this and also feeling hurt and pain for this moment. So unfortunately, it's an incident that happened. Uh, and 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 my condolences once again to the families of those involved and the first responders. Thank you so much to all those who gave blood and and volunteered their, volunteered their time. Thank you so much on behalf of all of us, and and thank you for supporting those who need help the most. Um, we take this moment. Uh, to reflect on on what happened, the tragedy, and. Um, and the unfortunate loss of life and hopefully we can learn from this and be better now i know there is a lot of speculation about what is going on uh how it happened uh the news media is filled about this um but I'm sure that you understand that there's an investigation going on. There will be an investigation, a thorough investigation. So to speculate right now is really um, not something that we want to do. I know it's it's very easy to speculate, but we don't know what happened. And until we don't know what happened, um, look, a lot of people will spread rumors. Um, a lot of people will say things and I and I please uh, and I ask all of you to for your patience and I ask you to ask your friends and your family members not to jump to any conclusions um, but to have your patience until the the government uh, will um, you know um, uh, introspect into this, form a commission, um, you know, investigate and so on and so forth. We owe it to the people involved who were who were killed, who were injured. We owe it that a thorough investigation is done onto this. And I am sure that it will be done to the best of our ability. And that's 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 very, very important. Um, so at this point of time, um, I just want to say there is a lot of speculation about uh, an accident, a tree train accident, uh, but there's also a speculation about sabotage, okay? For the simple reason is that one of the, the first train that caused the accident uh, changed tracks in the beginning and banged and slammed into a train that was 
stationary, um, a cargo train that was stationary. Why did he change tracks? Did he change tracks because out of deliberate um, reasons? Did he change tracks for... Um, because he was trying to avoid danger, because he wanted his mechanical failure. We don't know, but we know he changed tracks. And that caused him to ram into a, a stationary cargo train. It derailed, the, the bogies fell all over the place, and an oncoming full-speed, high-speed train uh, from the south was then, um, from the other direction, came and slammed into this train that was derailed, and we had three-train collision almost 300 dead, 900 injured. Look, this is a huge issue. So there will be uh, investigation into this. Um, there's also going to be an, an, an investigation because this seems to be a pattern, my friend. This is not the first time. This is a pattern of events. There is another train in, I think it was South India, it was, um, sorry, it was Madras or Chennai, that um, danger was averted. And the reason danger, uh, because they found some tires on the track. They found some <laughs> tires on the track. Um, and because they found tires on the track, um, he the train stopped. They removed the tires and carried on. But if if they had continued with the tires on the track, this would have been another derailment. So it looks like a pattern because these things don't happen just like that out of the ordinary. Someone is trying to sabotage the infrastructure of this country to derail Narendra Modi. That seems to be the issue. So um, I just want to bring about something over here that I s that um, that came up on a post on a Karnataka post, and it says um, a Twitter account for being informed. Dot in says Rahul Gandhi made a post or a statement earlier on a while ago, and says. We are not fighting against the government. We are fighting against the entire infrastructure of India. That means um, that means he he wants to bring down the infrastructure of India. Everything created and promoted by Narendra Modi for the simple reason is that if if the in, if the people look at all the, the all the good all the good infrastructure all the good deeds of that narendra modi is doing they will never vote for the indian national congress because the indian national congress did not do anything they claimed that they were the best they claimed that they were the most important people the only people to run the country but they took the country to a garbage bin point and they they pretty much brainwashed us to believe that there was no other way possible out of this. The only way possible is to run behind their secular nonsense. And that secular nonsense and their rhetoric was the only thing that's going to keep India together. There was no other way. There's no other worldview. There's no other point of view. There's no other economics except the Indian National Congress is a one-stop, one-shop uh, movement. And we have proved uh, the Indian, uh, the, the BJP has proved that there are many other ways to go about this. Now they can't do anything but bring the country down. Uh, destroy the infrastructure. They cannot do anything but stop Modi. So they are maligning India 
in the on the international scene by calling him fascist, by calling him uh, Mark, uh, calling him a Nazi, by calling him uh, anti-Muslim, by calling him an Islamophobe, by calling him a hate preacher, by calling him all types of things, so as to say, do not invest in India because they want to de-invest in India. They do not want India to go forward um, financially as a global power, and he's got friends in high places in the establishment who do not want the Indian uh, state, the republic, to be uh, better, to improve, to join the world, to be part of the world, uh, to destroy their hegemony of, of uh, the Abrahamic hegemony. So he is fitting very well into their plans uh, and Rahul Gandhi is doing everything to get back into power. The only way to do is destruction. And two days later, uh, should I say a little while later, you have two back-to-back -back train attacks in Kerala, stone pelting on Monday Mataram trains, the Odisha train accident, and we are coming, his prophecy, or should I say his rhetoric is coming um, to fruit. Uh, so this is a pattern of events. So my thing here is, look, this is not going to stop uh, anytime soon. It looks like this is a planned attack. Uh, and if you look at the pictures, the train attack happened just in front of a mosque. Uh, just in front of a mosque, my dear friend. Uh, right near the train accident, as if, you know, it was God's call. It happened near the tracks. So at this point, um, they're looking at many, many, um, they're looking at uh, sabotage. But like I said, there is going to be an investigation. Please collaborate with the investigation. Please wait for the investigation. Do not come to full-fledged uh, conclusions. And to all those who de... de uh, demeaning those who are hurt, demeaning those who are injured, demeaning those who are taking part in the rescue operations. Please, this is not the time to insult anyone, whatever your ideology is, whatever your political affiliation is. These are human beings. Please have respect for people, have respect for life, and and, and, and um, stay away from any negative thoughts. Um, this is a time, I know I'm, I'm going to be falling on deaf ears, but this is a time to unite, and that is very, very important. Um, and so I, I, I go on to um, saying once again, uh, please wait for the government uh, to do its investigation and then come to your conclusions. But also I want to tell you, please be vigilant wherever you are. Please be vigilant. It is very important to be vigilant at this point of time because it seems like there are planned attacks on any infrastructure by the Indian National Marxist Congress, the License Raj, um, to bring down the Modi government, to destroy the Modi government, to destroy infrastructure that's been created by the uh, Indian by the Indian government, and to bring down the country. Very similar similar to that of uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump in the United States did everything to improve the economy and their, um, 
their um, their anti-fascist gangs, their Black Lives Matters, their guerrilla gangs on the ground use racism to divide the country, run two parallel narratives, uh, the us versus them, the bad versus the evil, the David versus the Goliath, and they destroyed cities on the ground, everything until they got what they wanted. They lied, they lied, they lied. They put forward a narrative and they lied only to get the to power. They destroyed and burned cities and this is exactly what they are doing in India. They're taking a page out from the book of the United States Democratic Party and that party is in power in government in in, uh, in the United States. Uh, and we know the United States wants to bring down the Modi government. Very, very clear because we know the U.S. Embassy in um, the U.S. Embassy, the ambassador or U.S. ambassador to in to India, has very clearly uh, said, or should I say, allegedly said uh, that how do we get down Narendra Modi and um, you know how do we bring his government down because Narendra Modi is not a slave of the Western he hegemony neither is he a slave of the uh, Marxist in uh, Marxist leftist woke governments of the country of the planet and George Soros's establishment so they need to get him down because he has a completely world different worldview and does not fit with their narrative and their rhetoric of their of the Abraham worldview that the earth is flat and only their opinion and narrative works the rest is all going to hell so um, they need to get him down and the only way to get him down is to bring the infrastructure down create chaos in the country and hold the, the Indian people ransom or hostage and as long as they hold him ho they're us hostage uh, or should I say the Indian uh, hostage they will break the country and that's what I was talking to some people today and those people are saying that they are hearing uh, a narrative that India is going to break in 15 years, India is going to break. And I said, look, this is a fear-mongering narr narrative that has been let out there. And the only reason this narrative is let out there is by the license Raj. The narrative is let out by the license Raj because they want to put fear in you so as to you, so as to people being able to vote for them. So all they do is they create chaos in the country on one side. They bring down the infrastructure on the other side. They run a narrative, do not invest in India, that Modi is fascist, Modi is bad. But they're doing all the burning down. You see the Manipur fire burning the state? That was the church who's in alignment with the Indian market. Marxist license Raj, the socialist government whose corrupt is corrupt can hell. So that's also another license Raj woke group over there who wants, who does not want to have the Vedic civilization survive. They want to strangle it and destroy it with their flat earth mentality. Um, so you, you see they're bringing it down everywhere they go they want to create fear of oh my god we are it's going to be divide and rule the country is going to break please vote for us we're the only ones who can have power look at all the burning look at all the fire god is creating it to us god is coming to us god is bringing hell to us because um he doesn't like what's going on he doesn't like this is a message from god this is what i've been told a little early on today should i say there's fear fear there's a narrative of fear going on but who's behind this fear the license Raj 
Okay, the licensed Raj and their goons are behind this fear for the simple reason is they need to get the Indian Indian government down. They need to get the BJP down, and their government uh, and and all the infrastructure investment that they are doing. They cannot see it that their lies have come to the sh to the table, and that we are seeing that there is a possibility of India becoming the superpower. India becoming big. India becoming the third largest third largest economy in the world, India getting out of its poverty, India being strong from the inside, they cannot see the narrative of lies and, and negativity, suffocation and corruption has, has, um, has gone to their head that they, they believe it as an ideology, but we have to believe it too, in spite of the fact we know that the country is coming down. So we, if we don't believe it, they lose power. And this is exactly why we are in a position we are in. Uh, they cannot lose power. They cannot tell themselves that they, they lied to us for 70 years. Uh, they cannot tell us that they've lied and that their only goal is to destroy the Indian civilization and replace it with some flat earth, Abrahamic, uh, Marxist, um, you know, uh, 3000 year old bloodshed um, ideology. And this is why they, we have these tr trail derailings happening and uh, two back-to-back -back train attacks, the Vande Bharat, these are new trains, absolutely new trains, used to empower the Indian economy. But why is why are they coming down? Why are these attacks? Because they do not want the economy to go up, because they've told us that the Indians are caste, they cannot do anything. They've told us the Indians are Dalit, they cannot do anything. They've told us that the Indians are going to hell, they're Kufar and, they, and they're caste, they cannot do anything. Now with the investment in the infrastructure, regaining our civilization, regaining our strength, our confidence, they, they, they have to admit that what they've been telling us is lies. So in order to, to, to camouflage their lies, they have to paint the other side as dark and the other side as black. And because they're painting the other side as black, they have to indulge in uh, negativity. They have to indulge in, in, um, in um, arson, in... in uh, in crime, they have to they have to like to destroy in destruction, only to degrade someone to rise up to the status quo and show them no look we're the real ones they're not the ones they're not doing anything they're absolutely ignorant uh, they're cast and dull it we are the ones who we are the flat earth theory who's going to God and heaven the egalitarian ones but then I don't understand why they never did anything why did the licensed Raj and their thugs never did anything for sixty years because they didn't they don't know how to do anything. They are a flat earth feudal mentality of slaves. And they only think for them slavery is the only way to go while they sit on the top with their elitism while the bulk of the population remains poor uh, with social unrest and all they got to do is blame the Hindus. That's it. They sit there, they blame the Hindus, they blame the BJP, they blame the RSS. That's exactly what they've done for six, 70 years. Blame everyone else, pretend to be holier than thou and the rest is up. Uh, everyone will vote for them and we'll end up like a state like Lebanon, we'll end up like a state like Pakistan, we'll end up like a state like um, um, like, like Sri Lanka, um, like Afghanistan, that's what they want, that is what we had for 1300 years under Islamic rule, 400 years under uh, European Christian rule, 
every country they have gone, they have destroyed. That's why in the end they came to India because India was so rich. Now they have derailed us, destroyed our, our civilization from the inside, our society, and they are spreading this fake narrative that India is going to break in 15 years, India is going to do this, and India is going to do that. Vote for us is the narrative that's going on. Please do not fall into this trap. India is not breaking in 15 years. We are going to heal, and that's important. Have that conversation, heal, empower yourself with knowledge, Anytime you see someone with negativity, show them the hand. Say, I do not need to listen to you. I do not, I am, I have confidence in myself, my civilization. I'm not a flat earth theory. I'm not a heaven and hell. I do not believe in the earth is flat. I do not believe in your negative name calling um, narcissism. I believe in currents and waves. It's my currents that form the waves. I can heal, I can get rid of the garbage, and I can rise up to the second day, and I do not have to indulge in fear-mongering at all. This license raj, negative victimhood, fear-mongering phobia is only for slaves. I refuse to be a slave. I'm a winner. This land, the Vedic civilization, is a winner, and that's why we have healed the world for thousands of years and we are still going to do this and no flat earth worldview is going to come to tell me that i'm inferior or i'm 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 lesser than thou i'm 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 not a child of of the cosmos uh, i'm not going to be allowed to be painted black uh or i'm not a child of a lesser god i am i am as equal and as as important as anyone else and i'm not going to play this name calling so don't indulge in their negativity heal my friends because remember we are the same cosmos we're the same currents and waves it's our currents that form the waves we'll come to the ocean we'll come um the wave will finish of the ocean we'll go back but there'll be another wave that come back and if you clean and if you understand how the system works geopolitics works you will understand this it will go on and on and on until you heal once you heal then they have nothing against you because you'll be strong on the inside. And on that note, I want to bring up something else that the License Raj put out today. Um, I don't know if you saw a, a, um, you saw a, a, a video on Rahul Gandhi in the States, I think it is, I'm not very sure. But he was asked a question and he said the IUM League is a secular league. For those who don't know what the IUM League is, the Indian Union of Muslim Indian, the Indian Union uh, of Muslims, um, uh, yeah, the Indian Union of Muslims uh, is a is a Muslim league from the south. Uh, it's a Muslim Union, a political party a, a group from the south. Um, and it's a Muslim group, okay? It is for Muslims, no, no one else. It's to uh, promote Muslim interest. Uh, and Rahul Gandhi calls it a secular league. Why would you call a uh, the RUM a secular league? Uh, it is not a secular league. It's, it, it's only 
to create division. It's as communal as communal can get. Uh, but Rahul Gandhi calls it a secular and he's aligned with it. And he's trying to tell people that, oh, the RUM is a secular league, as if he is the god of all gods. He is the dictionary of morality. And he's going to be telling us who, who we have to think, uh, what we should think about people and what we should know and don't know. So um, I'm going to explain to you who the IUM League is and how the Indian National Congress, the licensed large Marxist groups, um, have been spreading false information and pretending that they're holier than thou, while the other side is, um, you know, uh, distasteful hate and negativity. Um, and I got this information from a video from Face to Face. I don't know what his name is. He's a lawyer that I really love listening to him. Uh, but I think the uh, video, YouTube video is um, Facebook. The YouTube video um, comes from a platform called Face to Face. The gentleman, he's a Muslim. He's absolutely fantastic, and I'm, I can't get his name. But anyway, I'm going to I'm going to explain to you what the IUM is. So, in 1940, in 1906, uh, we know that the um, All India Muslim League was created uh, in Dhaka, um, and um, it was called the AIML. Um, and this was the league that Jinnah was once present and he used this league to partition India in the end. He finally, he was the president and finally he takes over the reins of the party. He uses this to create pa Pakistan on a, um, on a national level, fight for Pakistan and that's how we got the partition of India. Um, after 1948, this league... Um, was then shut down, um, and after Jinnah's death, sorry, and after 1947, it was shut down because we got they got partitioned. But the people don't go away just like that. I mean, you fought for this now for so many years. You're not just going to go away and say, "Oh well, we got what we want," because the, there were Muslims in India who never went to Pakistan, and they didn't go to Pakistan. Did not not go to Pakistan just for love and fresh air. They did not go to Pakistan because. For economic reasons, uh, they didn't want to give up the land in India. Uh, they didn't want to to give up all their their assets in India. So, for security reasons, and Pakistan was a brand new state. For security reasons, they bought um, they. Um, remain in India, but their ideology was that remained that of the All India Muslim League. So after 1947, uh, 1948 and Jinnah's death, the AIML, that's the All India Muslim League, splintered. In West Pakistan, it became the Muslim League. In East Pakistan, it became the Awami League. And in the South, it became the Indian Union of Muslim Leagues, IUML. Okay, so I'm sorry, I said uh, IUM before it was IUM. ML. Um, so the Indian Union of Muslim League, it was always a party to defend Islamic rights and to create uh, the partition of India and eventually on a larger scale uh, recreate the Islamic empire of, in, uh, of India. That means re uh, make the Indian subcontinent into an Islamic state uh, like the empires before, before them, like Aurangzeb. Uh, and the Mughal Empire. Um, now, in the south, this becomes the I Indian Union of Muslim League. 
um, one of its leaders who remained behind was Muhammad Ismail. He joined the Congress. Um, and it was not because he loved India. It was just that they couldn't go to Pakistan for all various reasons. Um, and um, social reasons, economic reasons, and they never migrated. Sort of a comfort zone. But uh, all these people who left behind, a lot of them voted for the partition of India. So you have Muslims in India who voted for the partition but never went. Uh, Mohammed Ismail was one of them. He would revive the Muslim League in India. Nehru was against this because the ideology of the Muslim League was that of partition and that was that of creating separate states for Muslims in India wherever they were. So small splintered states uh, like a cheese cheese ball with holes in them on, in, on the Indian subcontinent only for Muslims. Uh, Nehru was against this and personally wrote a letter to Muhammad Ismail saying he, that he should not do this. Uh, to forget the ideology, the, the partition was done uh, and those who approved of the Muslim League went to Pakistan. But uh, Muhammad Ismail never listened. Listen, so Ma Nehru then put pressure on, Ma on Mount Batten uh, to put pressure on Muhammad Ismail that he ne do not start a new organization. He even documents this, there are documents to this, and Nehru says to Mount Batten that Indians with loyalty to the IUML would then be questioned, uh, and the Muslims, their loyalty to India would be questioned because they cannot be loyal to a Muslim hegemony and at the same time be loyal to India. But that was what the IUML wanted. So there were calls to ban the IUML, that means the All India, All um, the Indian Union of Muslim League. But due to appeasement, Nehru never banned it. In 1956, the Kerala with the Kerala Reorganisation uh, Act, the new state was created. In the first legislature legislature elections in 57, in his first speech, Nehru. Um, um, con uh, Nehru um, uh, applied. Uh, agreed that the IUML was a communal organization and those who stay uh, loyal to the IUML will not be loyal to India. The IUML ideology was about divide and rule and a push and to par partition India into separate splintered Muslim states. Nehru, was, Nehru said that the Congress would crush the IUML um, and he refrained from, uh, from aligning with parties who aligned with the IUML. Um, now, IUML therefore was a communal party with a partition ideology to divide India wherever it required. Its main goal was to break up India into many pieces, make it into a Muslim state, and then finally join back together after all the Muslims, uh, all the Hindus are wiped out to make them into to rejoin into a, uh, a state, um, um, a Muslim empire, a Muslim part of the Muslim Ummah, all the Hindus would be wiped off very much like it's happening in Pakistan and Bangladesh. Um, so the IUML is really a communal organization um, noted by Pandit Nehru, noted um, and banned and and, and um, asked to be banned by and asked of pressure to be put on upon by, um, you know, to, um, 
to to Mountbatten, Louis Mountbatten, the last gov viceroy of last governor or viceroy of India. Uh, so this is their ideology. They are not a secular party. They are a communal party. There was another party like them. Um, now IML was an offshoot of the AIML of Jinnah that was originally created in 1906. We agree with that. So the other party before independence was also aligned with Jinnah and they wanted to create a South Pakistan. Uh, they were the Razakars, okay? Uh, the Razakars, if anyone knew from South India, were a guerrilla group um, whose whose goal was to form South Pakistan in 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 Hyderabad and in South India with the Muslims in South India, but they were crushed by the Indian armed forces, um, and they had um, they had a political wing. Um, that political wing was the um, M. I M, okay. Uh, M I M is the Majlis E Itihadul Muslim 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 Muslimin Muslim. I can't pronounce it. Muslimin um, Muslimin Muslimin. Sorry about that. Uh, so the M I M. So after after the Razakars were crushed, the political wing. Uh, was led by Qasim Rizvi. He was, um, you know, he was controlled. He was then put into prison by, or should I, was controlled by, Ka he, it was led by Qasim Rizvi. Of course, the home minister at that time was uh, Sardar Patel. He gave Qasim Rizvi a choice, uh, you know, to stay behind bars or go to Pakistan. Pakistan, he goes to Pakistan, but he hands over this organization, the political wing, uh, who wanted to put, who make South India into southern Pakistan um, and keep the Muslims in of South India in a constant plantation uh, of hate, of fear, of divide and rule, and to use this animosity against the Hindus to create a Muslim state in India. So their continuous goal from 1975 was always to create uh, an Islamic state in the South. Uh, and this political wing of the MIM then changed, was, was changed from Qasim Rizvi. It remained in India. And the, all they did was add the all India in front of the words MIM. So from MIM, it became the AIMIM, which is today called the All India Majlis E. Majlis E Itihadul Muslimin. And it's led, it was led by Ovesi, the grandfather of the current leader, uh, Aswedin. OAC. So Aswadin OAC is the third of his generation, of his lineage. Um, to lead this, their ideology has always been divide and rule of hate, of fear, of negativity, of uh, brainwashing, and of keeping Muslims under poverty so that they could use this anger, use this poverty to divide and rule, which was, a, which was uh, the ideology of the Razakar. So these are two groups in India with negative, hateful, fascist ideologies uh, of, of division, the AIMIM and the Indian Union of Muslim League. So that's IUML. These two groups are linked 
to the pre-partition 1906 All India Muslim League. They are not secular in any way. They are as communal as communal can get. There's documentation for this. You can check it out on you on on, on uh, Google. Um, it's all there. It's not something that I've made up. Um, and uh, absolutely, you're most welcome to research it, uh, share this with your friends, your family. And this is what Rahul Gandhi and the Indian National Congress is trying to do. They're trying to paint themselves and all their allies as secular. They just paintbrush them, a generic paintbrush. Oh, we are secular, secular. But that secular has no meaning because underneath that secular are guerrilla gangs of mafias whose only goal is to destroy India's infrastructure for the simple reason is to rise up to power. People will get so scared of them that they will vote out of fear for the Indian National Congress. This is what the, this is what the Congress wants to do. In the front, they paint themselves as secular, as victims, as people who are, who are so good. On the back, they spread negative narratives of fear and hate, and they spread uh, dissent, and they spread narratives of, you know, well, 15 years India is going to break up, but they, what they don't understand is they're looking at themselves in the mirror because you cannot break up an ocean that is connected. You cannot break up an ocean um, currents and waves. You cannot break up the water. You cannot break up the cosmos. We are all united, my friend. We are all the same. We're human beings. We can heal our currents from the waves. There are storms. There are um, there are tsunamis. There are um, you know forceful waves. There are crashing waves. But it's all the same ocean. And after the storm comes the calm. And that's important to understand. So you don't have to live in fear. You have to heal. And the only way you can heal is true knowledge. On that note, I thank you for your time. I wish you all the best. Please save this uh, podcast. Send it to your friends. Send it to your family. Um, and and send it to as many people as you can. Share it. Like it. And from there onwards, um, you know, do your very best to contribute to the country uh, in time, in knowledge, and also to the people and spare a thought for the people who are going through a very difficult time during the tra train crash today. On that note, I take your leave. I thank you so much for your time. Cheers, stay safe, until we meet again.